Can you hear us? Yeah, you can. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Panther Nation podcast. I'm back here with my man, Jason. Brock, who hasn't been on in a minute, bro. How's everybody feeling, man? Another Panthers victory. How we feeling? Feels good. It's a W. I don't know how to feel about a W, though. Do we, do we want to keep winning, or do we want to go down and try to get someone? That's, that's the only thing I'm thinking about I, uh, you know, I either that seems to be the, the only thing everybody thinks about we do we nowadays, and I, I think about it too. And yesterday did kind of feel weird because I said we won, and I was like, I, I had this weird feel. I'm like, I don't know how happy am I for real? But I was like, at this point, I will say it's November, and we're still playing meaningful football, and we haven't been we haven't been able to do that in a long time. And with being a game and a half out of first place out of the division. I'm not gonna lie. As a competitor, I do want to see where this team can go if they if they if they can continue to win. But it, but it's a week it's a week to week thing. If you lose next week to Seattle, then I mean by all means keep tanking keep tanking this thing. Uh, and uh, let's see. Like I mean let, let's see where it goes from there. I'm not too upset by it. But I mean, how are you guys? I mean, how did you guys feel about the game yesterday? I think I think I think one thing that surprised me, and I think I texted it in the chat. Um, was that, you know, Sam Darnold came out there looking more confident than he probably looked in the last 10 years. Um, he played some solid football. He played way better than Baker Mayfield, let's be a thousand percent honest. He was over 100, 100 uh, QBR rating, I believe. Uh, and I can't think of the last time we've had a QB that was over 100 QBR. Um, he put together a solid, a solid piece of football, a solid piece of work. The team looked good. The defense showed up as they normally do. It's a bittersweet win, but at the end of the day, I would rather us look competitive than what we looked when we were underneath the other person that just got a new job, Eric. Yeah, I definitely think that this defense is finally showing up. I think that they're playing to show everyone what they can finally do. I mean, the, the past two performances were amazing. And if we keep winning, this defense could want to stay with us and stay together and think, hey, we, we can play together, we can win games. If we can finally figure out the offense, like if Sam Darnold, if Sam Darnold can play, if he does this every single game, I will be happy with Sam Darnold in the lineup. Like, yeah, I I, I was happy with everything that went on with the Panthers. And I, can't, I couldn't say that for the past eight weeks. Oh, absolutely, man. I think the game plan they've come out with is one that I think that they're starting to recognize now what this team is built to do. This is a run-blocking offensive line. This, I mean, overall, I mean, this, this offensive line can do everything. It can pass block. It can run block really well. But starting to recognize that the strength of your team is going to be hand the ball off 30-plus times, use Truba Hubbard, use Deontay Foreman to, 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 to the fullest extent, and try to keep the offense, you know, Try to play it safe. Keep it, keep the ball out of your quarterback's hands to where he may only have to need him. He may only need to take one shot a game. Where like the, the 52 yard pass that Sam Darnold made, I think sometime in the third quarter, bro. That that's that, that that's a play that you know you don't want to see that too often from Sam Darnold because we don't want to see him possibly make those mistakes. But like you said, if he can play a clean game like how he played this past weekend, there's a chance for us. To, there's going to be a chance for us in a lot of these games. I mean, we run through the schedule. This is a very winnable schedule down the stretch. And I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, Jason, about, you know, like, I, there's, a, there's a real shot at this team making the playoffs if they if they continue on the path that they're on. I mean, I guess major shout out to Steve Wilkes here. I think him him being able to turn this team around 
do a total 180 and have this team competing each and every week and looking like a formidable group is probably one of the best accomplishments out of any coach uh, in, in this current 2022 season. Yeah, let's not let's not discount what Wilkes has done, but let's 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 go back to what Brock made that statement about Sam Donald playing a, a clean game. Now, don't get me wrong; I think the Broncos have a, a very formidable defense, but to go up against a, a a Ravens defense, I would have liked to have seen Sam Donald against that defense to see what he yep. could have done. Right, so you can see that transition. It's going to be interesting to see what he looks like against Seattle. Seattle's defense isn't the Legion of Boom, but they're still a decent. And a, and a formidable defense. But I, I agree with you, Shantese. We talked about it a few weeks ago. We do have a chance to possibly slide into that wild card space. We're still teetering on that, mm, maybe if, maybe not kind of situation. But I think that, you know, this team, we said it a long time ago, we had the talent. Not We're, we're past winning in spite of, now we're winning off of sheer pride and sheer talent. The team is gelling. The defense, to your point, Brock, I think we're going to keep the key players at all four levels. The ins and outs are the ones that we discussed, I think, a couple of weeks ago uh, with Jack. You know, we got some people that I don't mind seeing going. If you think about the secondary, the secondary looked a little bit better without Dante Jackson back there. I'm not going to sit here and say that that had anything with him not being in the lineup. It could have been who we were playing. But I think that they're starting to gel a little bit more well. So I think we've got a, a lot of learning still go through uh, as, a, as a team in a holistic way. Um, the offense still needs to find its identity as we're doing every day. But man, you gotta tip your hat to Dante Foreman, man. I, Shantese, I'm gonna hang my hat on that one, man. I, I lost on the Baker pick. I lost on the uh, Romano pick. I, I really, really scored on this Dante Foreman pick, man. Oh, no, absolutely, man. The guys come in and become everything that we saw him be in Tennessee when Derrick Henry went down. He's a he's a bell cow type of running back. And, I, and, and again, I, I have to get a credit to Trooper Hover, man. He's a, he's a guy that I've not had the, the most glowing opinions about. But when it was time for him to make plays yesterday, when it was time, and, and we need to keep drives alive, he did a good job of doing so. And, and, and mind you, that's, that, that was against a good defense yesterday. That was against a good defensive, a, a good defensive group that we played against. That we were able to control the game for the for the most part. We were able to run the ball how we wanted to. We were able to convert third downs with the passing game at times how we wanted to. Um, just doing everything that we needed to do. And I mean, again, I I I, I wonder how long we can keep doing this. Um, we play Seattle this upcoming week, a team that's now lost a couple of games. They're struggling. They, they're, they're still a team competing for their division. So they, so this next week is a huge game for them, and we're going to be on the road. So it'll be a great test for Sam Darnold for sure. You talk about the test that he didn't get to take against the Baltimore Ravens. He'll get to go to the 12th man and get an opportunity there. And um, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm wondering how long do you think you got – how long do we think that Sam Darnold can keep up this kind of level of play? before we start to see maybe some of the ills of last year and things that have come up in this past start to show itself again. Sam Darnold has always been a guy that can't handle pressure. When he's in the pocket and he gets blitzed, he's got happy feet and he makes dumb decisions. So once we start seeing a lot of that, the Broncos really don't have a pass rush uh, established since they got rid of Bradley Chubb. It's been hard for them to regroup from that. Once we see an established pass rush against uh, Sam Darnold, that's when we're going to find out if he can play football for us or not. Because, it, sure, he can play against the Broncos, who are in absolute shambles right now, who don't want to play for their defense or for their quarterback. 
Um, and we saw a little clip of that with their D tackle yelling at Russell Wilson. I love that. I thought that was pretty funny. But we just need to we just need to see a good solid defense against Sam Darnold, and then we're gonna find out. Because I, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to go there, Brock. I think, I think, I think you make a great point with that. I think that's what I'm saying about Sam Donald. You talked about playing that clean type of game. That's what we got to see. We got to see him under pressure. We got to see him making quick, ad hoc decisions on the run, um, the pocket breaking down, the play, the audible not working, people busting through the lines. You know, having those, having those routes not be as perfect. I mean, DJ Moore on that 51 yard pass. He couldn't have run that route any better. Sam couldn't have put it in a more perfect spot. You know what I mean? So he had kind of the perfect situations to make those plays. Let's see what it's like when it's when it's all chaos, all mayhem going on. And he's got to make those quick decisions. That's always been his downfall. So, you know, but kudos to him though. Kudos to him for taking all the yeah. flat from last year, having the Baker Mayfield situation come to pass, PJ Walker coming as a leader when he was taken off of the IR. And then coming in yesterday and playing that solid game. I mean, you just got to tip your hat to the guy. I haven't seen anything like that out of a Panthers quarterback in a long time. To make that throw even to DJ, it was really cool to see something like that because we've had some atrocious quarterback play where oh, yeah. that throw is out of the question. That, that's out of the question. We were playing like a nine-year-old Pop Warner team who can't really develop how to throw the ball yet. You know what I mean? The only person that can't make that throw on the roster is Baker Mayfield. Everybody else can make it. Like PJ's made the PJ PJ can make the throw. Sam can make the throw. Uh ultimately, this is a bigger indictment on Baker Mayfield not being a functional NFL quarterback. I think this is that done. he's done. Absolutely now done. Now that we don't have the weapons that we had a couple years ago with Robbie and uh, Christian McCaffrey gone and still no tight end. We need a guy that can make plays when not everything is going our way because not everything, the run game is always not going to be there for us. People are going to stack the box if, if that's what we continue to do. And we need to adapt. And the only way to do that is having a playmaker at quarterback. So that's why I don't like the wins that we're having right now because, I mean, if we won that Falcons game, if we won the Browns game, if we won the Giants game, it would be a whole different story. But now we're looking at winning a couple games and getting Brock Bowers as our best, best option possible. No, we're not. We're not. We're not taking. We're not taking a non-quarterback first. I can go ahead and tell you that right now. That's not happening. They, 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 I, don't no, trust, not, I don't trust anyone. What? Well, here's the thing. Well, I mean, here, uh, well, here's the thing about being a Panthers fan. No, we don't. We don't trust any of them coming out. Then we don't take any of them. Then we're upset that we didn't take anybody. Cause now when he works out somewhere else, now we're like, oh man, we probably should have got him. Right, look, it, we're we're gonna. It's, it's like this. I mean, the only two guys that are that feel surefire are are young and are, are young and Stroud. But that's not how the draft works in in, in most cases. We I, because yeah. I mean, 2016 it was what golf and Wentz. That's when about you know that's when about the complete opposite as you, as you can go. You know, I mean, so, I saw you know there's talent everywhere throughout the draft. How your coach, how your coach develop, develops it, and there's, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that I think that we don't talk about that I, I'm actually fans of that I think could possibly be, you know, uh, be sleeper guys. I think we're, I'm, here's the thing: we we're not gonna be in control either way it goes. Uh, we weren't in control when we got Cam. 
that that one just lucked up on us. Like, like I don't think people understand like how rare of a drive yeah. pick Cam was, and I got like Andrew Luck the year after that. Those are rarities. You don't get those guys back to back years in yeah. most cases. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, you're gonna get the guys like a Mariota and a Winston that are, you know, high upside. They don't really formulate in the. I mean, they may not formulate in the BM much. Um, I mean, bro, I think you just got you got you got to just keep playing and just and if the games you win are, are the games you win. I mean, also, I don't think we we, we have a very low ceiling with this group anyway. Um, we have a very, very low ceiling with this group. I was pretty high before I watched. I think we all thought Baker would be way more functional. I don't know how much better. I don't know how great we thought Baker was gonna be, but I know we didn't think he'd be this bad. Like this is. Some of the worst quarterback play I think I've seen from any professional quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if, if I don't know if we well, ever could envision this. Well, if you remember the conversation when Baker came out, you know everybody wondered how he would be with all the talent that he was given. And so, if you look at his body of work when he got the talent that he had, this is the equivalent of him not having the talent at all, right? I mean, you've got Odell Beckham Jr., you've got Nick Chubb, you've got uh, uh, Kareem Hunt. You've got Njoku, you've got Juice Landry, and you can't win in it. You can't go deep in the playoffs, almost to the Super Bowl. Sam Donald could have led that team to this, to closer to the Super Bowl, if not to the Super Bowl. Not saying they would have won it, but I think Sam Donald could have gotten them there more so than Baker got them there. If that makes any sense. So when we got Baker, the referendum on Baker was this is his chance to prove the critics wrong. All he seemed to do this year is prove the critics right. You know, Baker is not who we thought he was. And all of the weaknesses and all of the things and all the deficiencies that we heard about are coming to fruition. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on a couple of things as far as the quarterback pick that we're probably gonna take in this draft. I am, I understand the Bryce Youngs, I understand the CJ Strouds. I now understand, like we were talking a, a little bit before, you know, the Anthony Wrights. There are a few quarterbacks that intrigue me, but at the same time, I don't want us reaching just to reach. I need us to do the due diligence. I need us to do the due diligence and make sure, especially with what we're looking at from a coaching perspective, right? Chantice, we were, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. We were talking about should we should should we keep Wilkes or not, right? And I, I, I gave you my vote. If we keep Wilkes, we should definitely go get that Pep Hamilton to come in as assistant head coach and OC just off of his resume alone and the work that he with the quarterbacks that he's worked with they all have been legitimate quarterbacks after he had finished with them you could talk about the justin Herbert. you could talk about the andrew lux i mean truth be told davis mill was playing pretty good football up until about a week and a half ago not saying that he was knocking it out the park but he was playing a pretty consistent game if you look at his stats overall so i think there are some things that need we need some big questions answered around that coaching position because that's going to then dictate to your point Brock what we're going to reach for in those first two or three picks how do we massage that and how do we make those those those, those decisions that are going to take us forward not keep us complacent and not take us backwards and who's making those decisions like who's going to be the guy that's picking the rookie quarterback that is potentially fitting it's going to be fitting in a new coach Who's, but are we gonna have the new coach by this offseason? Oh yeah, that'll be that decision will be made by that's probably made by January February. 
like that. Like easy. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, here's the thing. Let's be honest. We're not we're not gonna be playing football in the January. Well, I mean, besides the final game being played in the January, that decision probably gets made in February, March. I'd say. Probably, I probably lean towards February because I mean they've had a they've had such a, a long time to think about who the coach is gonna be. You, we fire rule after what game six, in five right. game six, yeah. So I mean they they've been they've been working they should have been working on this for a while now. Now I guess the, the one of the biggest things is all right, how many games does it take for Wilkes to win before you take the interim tag off? Exactly. Hmm. He's out. He's out well, well, if we make it to the playoffs, though, Shantese, it's gonna be real hard not to give him that uh, that time. I, I would say, right, it's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be hard for the players now to say that he shouldn't be the head coach, considering where they sure. work. Like, sure. it, I, considering what his team was, I mean, we were at a play. We, we were at a pace where we're like. Like we didn't we didn't know where we were gonna win our next game. We didn't know where it was coming from. Like you know, is it? It's like you know, it's, it, it was like the lights, the, the light bill was due, the water bill was due, everything was due. We really had no other way to figure out how this was gonna get paid until he, until he started changing changing some things here and there, and it, and it started looking functional. Now there's only so far this team can go because Ben McAdoo's still the OC, and I and I, I think we're all seeing that like bro, like if he could. There, there's, there's always a what if of if he could have chose his own OC, if he could have chose his own players. How does this look? But um, I, I am wondering like like that like at what point like if he gets you to seven wins, say you end up with seven wins and you and you were at one when he took the job. Can you can you really look that guy in the eye and say, bro, I don't think you deserve to be the head coach? Depends who we, we have. One game under five hundred. We finish one game under five hundred. I still feel like we need something more concrete. We've, we've been going through a carousel of mediocrity, and if there's no other coaches that are really out there, like a Mike McDaniels, like someone exciting, not someone that's been proven to be mediocre, we have to we have to really go off the map. Well, 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 well all right, by that definition. That's, 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 that's what I was about to say, too. Yeah, I think that that's how we get out of trouble now. Brock, it yeah. was never done. I mean, we followed the blueprint of a Sean McVay. We followed the blueprint of a Cliff Kingsbury out in Arizona. You're seeing the fruition of how that's coming about. Kyler Murray can't stand it. So they've got that issue going on. And then you've got the whole McVay's a different beast in that he was raised in, in in the NFL. So for me, it's not about the big splash of going to find like the next big name. Right now, our players are, to Shantisha's point, gelling for Wilkes. If it wasn't for Wilkes, we wouldn't be winning these games. I'm gonna keep that 100. We are not winning these games without Wilkes at the helm. Could you imagine Ben McAdoo being at the helm right now and what that record would look like? Uh, I'll, I'll wait. We would have Negative on you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, there's like there's multiple ways to get the job done, and there's no there's no really one guaranteed way. I mean, there's there's a way that everybody knows it kind of works, and that's kind of sticking with guys that are that have, you know, guys that have shown traits of what of, of what of what it can look like if you give them give them opportunity. That and, and more so, those guys are young young and offensive guys, but um. I think about it. I mean, Ken Dorsey. This this Ken Dorsey's first year as an OC. 
he may he I think he may need more time at his position first before he takes on a head coaching gig. Even the, even the Eagles OC again still young. He I, I think he may still he he still may need more time. Now I will say both of those guys will be in line for head coaching gigs no matter what. Like no matter how I feel about their how I, no matter how I feel about their resume. They're gonna get opportunities to be head coaches uh, in the, in this league after this season. So I mean, it's gonna be all about who who do you feel like is the most is a calculated risk that you feel the safest about, and that's that's what it's gonna come down to. I mean, if you think like a, a D'Amico Ryan's out of a sad friend, if you like him, all right, all right, see exactly. So I mean, all right, so if you if we don't like D'Amico Ryan's, and no defensive guy's gonna get a shot. But it's not it's not about D'Amico Ryan's as a person. We've got a defensive minded coach in house. Chinese, yeah. We talk about this all the time. There's no way McDermott should be sitting at the helm up in Buffalo. I mean, we kept Ron one year too long. I love Ron. Ron was my guy. We kept him a couple years, a year and a half too long, I think. Um, and it was no disrespect to Ron. It's just that his voice became stale in that locker room. And we were going through a major transition. And we didn't know all the things that were going on behind the scenes with our previous owner. So there were a lot of things that came into play with him. If we're talking about an offensive-minded coach, then I can see us divvying from that and going back to the trio, the left witches of the world, the the again the enemies of the world, the name that we hear a lot of. Dorsey, again, I talked about this uh, a couple of episodes ago. I'm just not confident he knows how to build out a full a full-fledged coaching staff and how will the players react and respond to that big of a change. We're already going through a change right now. Rule is already picking his people from the Panthers, but we lost two coaches this week, and I'm pretty sure we're going to lose a couple more in the coming weeks to come. So I would definitely mean, if I'm Tepper, right? I'm going through all this turbulence and chaos in the city that I need to support me as I'm trying to put together this NFL team for the future. I want to need something that's going to solidify not only the players, but also bring the city back into the stadium. So I don't see so many blue seats. The way to do that is you keep Wilkes, you do the Pep Hamilton experience as an assistant head coach, offensive minded, you get rid of McAdoo, and then you guys can build out your team the way you see fit. And then you have a clear delineation of, Wilkes is definitely gonna be the mastermind of the defense. Hamilton, Pep has, has, has proven himself to be an offensive-minded guru to a certain extent. Be interesting to see with the players that he has in Carolina, what he can do. I think he can do a lot with what we've got. And then also those three head, that three-headed monster of Federer, Pep, and Wilkes, being able to look at what's coming through the draft to see which one fits best for what we're trying to build in Carolina. That's your big swing. It's, it's, it's got to be more simple than we make it more complex. We always do the complex way, but what has that gotten us? No Super Bowl rings and a whole lot of gray hair. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but if, if Wilkes, do you guys think that Wilkes would be considered dropping down to uh, defense coordinator? We talked about uh, it. We talked uh, about that's, it. That, that's honestly not the worst. If we can get a solid offensive-minded head coach to kind of cancel out McAdoo, we, because I, I, I don't know if we're going to go to McAdoo right now. So if we drop Wilkes down to defense coordinator, which I think is, is maximizing his potential at that spot, yeah. and then bringing an offensive-minded guy to really shape our offense 
if we want to trust someone who's chasing an offense, it would be a, a head coach caliber guy who, who really knows the league. And if it's anyone, it's Sean McVay. I know we can't keep going back to it, but someone someone like that, we need to get, get back to that and solidify ourselves as a, a mean coaching staff. Because Steve uh, yeah, Wilkes, at, um, uh, defensive coordinator, is already making a mean coaching staff. You're not getting a Sean McVay caliber coach or Sean McVay at that point. I mean, we have to me, money. Yeah, but we're not giving we're not giving away that amount of money right now. The rule experiment has definitely given us a bit of taste in the mouth. That's why I'm saying you keep you keep Wilkes as that DC head coach. You bring Pep in as OC assistant head coach, and then you can branch out your culture, your your coaching culture from that perspective. Not only do you bring the city back into the stands, you got two West Charlotte guys from the city, born and raised. I mean, the, the fandomonium will go crazy alone. So that fills your seats alone. Then you go and you draft a very good quarterback that you can cultivate. You keep Sam Darnold on and you keep PJ Walker on. You let Baker walk. You keep the four tiers in on the defense. And then you massage everybody else around that. No action Jackson can be what we need him to be. We can trade him off and do some things with. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sold to him, but you keep Chin. You keep Horn, you keep Burns, and you keep Brown. Everybody else, I like Luvu too. But everybody else, you know, you yeah. can break, take a break with them. I'll yeah. say, I'll say this: it's, it's going to be hard to ask a guy like Will to one for, for, who, for one, deserved a better chance than the chance he got in Arizona because that yep. was that was a setup. Uh, has been already been a proven DC in Carolina, so I think for him, if I'm doing that again, then bro, I'll leave. I, I'll, I'll leave again, and the, and the chance, and the thing that we don't know is what other teams around the league aren't looking at him right now and saying, look at what he's done with Carolina at the state they were in. Shoot, look, we can bring him in as our head coach if they don't want to. Now at that point, you would have lost all your options at that point. Because if you don't, because because if you lose out on Wilkes, you're gonna have to figure out who your defensive coordinator is gonna be again with a group with, with a with a great defensive with, with a great young defensive group that's already playing well for this guy at you know at currently as is. You would lose him, and you would still be trying to figure out who your who your coach is gonna be. That's probably gonna be on the younger side, and not and I have nearly as much experience, and we're gonna be worried about what like, like you said, Jason. Can he fill out a coaching staff? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, it's it's a it's a tough spot. It's it's, it's a what Wilson's is doing is putting us in a good spot. Go ahead. How sick would you be if we don't sign Wilkes and the Saints say, you know what, Dennis Allen, you can go and we get they go and get Steve Wilkes. How sick would you be as a Carolina Panthers fan? Not that much because they don't have a first round pick. <laughs> you would be sick. <laughs> for Wilkes to be on the southern sideline in that black and gold. I don't care how you try to play it. I, I would be no, absolutely ill. I would be. But because they don't have a first round pick, I can kind of live at least for the first couple years. I can live with it. Like, I, well, I mean, they don't have a first round pick this year, but if they were bad enough to get a get the get like a top five pick the next year, then grab what grab like a you know, Caleb Williams wouldn't fall that far. But there's some quarterbacks next year that, that are that are real likable, like a Drake May. If he, Caleb, I, Williams. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he he's 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 the one for sure. But he, like you can't, I, I, I can't even guarantee we be we I we wouldn't be bad enough to get him. That's the issue. <laughs> I how would say take. How much do you think you'd have to trade for that for that slot of drafting? Oh, you got to give up Brian Burns. You got to give up Burn. Brian Burns, and you gonna have to give up some, another couple of picks for that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Easily. Any Easily. day of the week, I, I like. That's happening. I'm taking it. I'm taking yeah. No, sir. I'm not getting rid of Brian Burns. I am not getting rid of Brian Burns. Hey. Flat out good at football. There's no hey. way around it. He, he makes people look stupid. These are the best players in the country, and he's hey. making them look stupid weekend. All right. Weekend. All right. One is the Pac-12. We gotta keep this into his play. It was, it was, it's been the Big 12 and the Pac-12. No, it ain't solid. That's not. That's, that's not. That's not. That's not over. That's not over. That's not over. That's not over hyping. Now, Notre Dame is solid. That's just. That's just keep that into perspective. And they. And Notre Dame have beat up on the ACC again. I, I'm a. Bro, Caleb Williams is for sure a, a number one overall pick. But I'm asking you, what teams have made those types of trades where it's worked out? So we can run through them because Mahomes. Mahomes didn't go that high. Mahomes just fell into Kansas City's lap. They didn't trade that for him. The only yeah. team, and the 49ers traded, did that for Trey Lance. And he he's not even their best quarterback on the roster. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? But that's North Dakota State and SC with, uh, with, with well, see, we, uh, yeah, I, 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 I forget you out there in Cali, so it hits a lot harder. It hits a lot harder for you. But here's the thing: quarterbacks can come from anywhere. Like they don't, it don't matter. It don't matter where they come from. Him, a kid playing North Dakota State, and a kid playing, a kid playing at uh, at West Virginia. It, it, if you can play, you can play. So I mean, he, the the whole. I mean, he, Caleb Williams was doing this at Oklahoma. Caleb Williams is just a he's a baller no matter where where he's at. So it, it, so the school and the conference he's playing in that won't really affect that much. It's it's the fact of if I trade all of that to get him, all right, do I do I know I can get the talent back that I lost? Like if yeah. I trade away Derrick Brown. Cause that that was hard to get. It took us forever to, to, to get to get us an interior guy. Cause we waited years for that. Point. Uh, like yeah, I, he, I, and then tra- then the draft picks will trade away. It's a quarterback. These, these players are completely different. Like I've I've watched Bryce Young in person. My team played uh, Bryce Young's team in seven on when I was like a freshman in high school. I watched him play. He is amazing. Like I, everyone knew that he was going to be in the NFL at some point, and he is. But it's the star power of the NFL. Like Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are going to be good for 15 years. If you can take a chance on being good for 15 years, and you think that you have something, like if he has a whole another year, that's that's the good part. We have a whole another year to sit back and watch him develop yeah. and see what he becomes. Because if he is that guy, give everything to get the next Patrick Mahomes. Mm. That is the key to the NFL. That's I hear you, I hear you, but that rebuild. You talk about being in a rebuild now. We do that, the rebuild for him, it's taking us another five years. I'm gonna tell you, one quarterback we have in minute, and I'm doing this because I'm biased, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of this team, but my man Travis down at FSU, we can land him next year, if he doesn't come out this year. We can land him, he's a solid Travis. quarterback. Jordan Travis out of, out of Florida State. 
we can land oh. him. He's got enough. You can work with that type of quarterback. Florida State. Yes. Yes. That guy can't throw football for his life. He's a, he's I disagree. Playmaker. Maybe, uh, so but, let me ask you a question. Would you rather mortgage your entire future or would you rather get a project that you can work with? And if you get a good offensive coordinator or offensive minded coach that can build him up to be that. We've seen that happen. We've seen that happen over and over again. I mean, if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers when he came out of Cal. No. He no. for two years. But he sat right. behind Brett Favre. This guy's sitting behind Sam. Yeah, but I mean, he had, it wasn't, Brett Favre wasn't giving him any help. Brett Favre hated Aaron Rodgers. Let's be 100% honest. Yeah. Just being around that kind of talent is huge. So you trying to tell me that if we, if Jordan Travis came and we had a Pep Hamilton or to, to your point, a Sean McVay, Sean McVay couldn't coach him up? Oh, I, I would. I, I think he could. I, 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 just, I, I like that. I want the Cliff Kingsbury, did, or I mean, not Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Andy Reid did a lot for Patrick Mahomes, but when they talk about the first year uh, uh, when he was sitting behind Alex Smith, the entire locker room was saying, This guy is special. He should be in the game. There are some players that just have that thing. Most of the time, is a quarterback. If we get a guy like that, I'm willing to gamble a little bit for a guy that can just stop the show. Fam, here's it's, it's, it's the thing. There's none, none of it's a guarantee. Like, it's when Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to tell you what, when Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech, I remember him throwing for that seven-touchdown game against Baker Mayfield uh, that, that, that one year. Bro, I'm telling you right now, nobody's watched that game and thought, oh yeah, this kid gonna for sure be a be, be a be a star in the league. Because to that point, nobody had a bit 12 had, had done that. And again, you can't I and again, it's just it, the draft is a crapshoot. Like Deshaun Deshaun Watson fell to Houston. Deshaun Watson was by far the best quarterback in that in his class. Exactly. It got got you know, guys fall, guys that you expect to carry to carry a certain level of cash they once they come out, they don't always live up to that hype. And I will say, we've seen this before when you put up where you get the quarterback, but you don't but you don't have the you don't have the um that's I guess the like the funds, quote unquote, to build out the rest of the team, and it ends up being, you yeah you have a couple good years, but generally you're you're still an average football team because you've lost because you don't have the talent everywhere else. You don't have the you either don't have the receiver talent, you don't have the offensive line talent, or you're missing pieces on the defense. It, Philly, for example, Philly got Justin got got Jalen Hurts in the second round. What was helped Philly be a ten and one team this year? That coaching helped them be a ten and one team. They got AJ Brown and they have they have Miles Sanders, uh, Devonta Smith. Hey, built something. Can you? Hey, can you? All right, all right. Well, but trading every way, trading everything away for for the quarterback, you don't even have the picks to go get the AJ Browns. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't. That's, can. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Shanti. That's what I'm saying. Another 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 way to look at this is even one better. Went to my alma mater. We even had him on our squad. Taylor Heineke, straight baller, straight baller. And here's the bigger thing that I don't think people knew. He's from Georgia. He was coming out the same time as your boy down in uh, Jacksonville. Nobody wanted to recruit him. You know why? They said he was too short. He couldn't handle it in the NFL. This man is out here single-handedly winning games for the for the commanders and has been doing it since he got there. He even won games for us and kept us in the games when he was with us. So, but would you say he's the guy? I would rather have had Taylor Heineke in the game than Bray Baker Mayfield. 
Oh, oh, whoa. I mean, I'd rather have 60 more. Even Sam Donald. Even Sam Donald. But the point we're trying to make, and I get what you're saying, Brock, you want that name, you want that yeah. splash. You're not gonna get the Cam Newton like that because you gotta have the number one pick. What we have to do is we're gonna have to draft a quarterback that we're gonna have to have somebody in-house to build him up and get him to that level. We need a I just don't back. trust our in-house guys, you know what I mean? For, well, I, we're gonna I, train them. It's gonna be trust. different next year though. That's the yeah. whole point. Like, that whole offensive side of the ball will be different next year. McAdoo's not gonna be with us, I guarantee you. So whoever uh, okay. we bring in is gonna be better than that. Especially All right. if they All right, well, uh, we, we hold on for one second. I wanna, I wanna take a look at some of the names that have been dropped in the chat. Uh, Hendon Hooker. Well, how we feel about Hendon Hooker? No, I'm no, not sold. Just towards ACL. Yeah, well, I, even before the ACL, I wasn't sold anyway. But I I mean, so we talked about that, Shanti, weeks ago. Yeah, I, I wasn't sold before that. I, well, I, I just look at that style of offense they play. They play at uh, Tennessee, and, and it works. It, it works in college, but like that, I don't. I I just wasn't. I was never sure how he was going to translate to the league because, bro, a lot of what I watch of him in college is. It's not even a drop back. Literally, he'll sit in the shotgun, takes a snap, turns, and it's 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 one to two. It's not it's not going through read three to four. It's usually whatever whatever he wants is usually there by that second read. So I I, I don't know. I mean, I, nah. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a Chris Winkie. He can manage a game. He's gonna come in super mature. No, seriously. Because he's twenty six. He's not a little boy. He's not a young man. He's twenty six. He's in his. He's in his, you know, adulthood. He's going to be a mature guy coming in. But to your point, Shantice, I don't see the natural progressions we need for him to come in and being able to do. And at his age and who he is as a person, he's not half as good as Winky was coming out at 30 years old at Florida State. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to look back at Henry Hooker and be like, oh, wow, Hyatt was just really good and carried him. Oh, for sure. That line. For yeah. sure. For sure, for sure. Who else? Who else you got, Shanti? Yeah. Give me a note. Um. Uh. Okay. Oh. We. We just offer my list of uh, my list of guys. You. You know. No. No. Guys no. Right. The ones that was in the chat. The ones you. Were the ones that we had. Well. Well. We. 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 We only got one name in the chat. Uh. Mike. Uh, Michael said. You know. He. He mortgage. Michael. Uh. Three two nine said he mortgage everything if it was gonna be a surefire. You know. Uh, a, a bona fide star. Which. I mean. I think we could. I could lean towards saying. I think Caleb Williams is like the most. Is the surest thing I've seen. Out of these, out of these last two quarterback classes, that's the surest thing I've seen so far. Um, wide receiver two. I, I mean, how badly do we, do we do we need a wide receiver two? I think we kind of. I, I think if Marshall's my wide receiver three, I think Marshall's the only receiver that's been worth bringing back for for next year. Um, I you still need to go find it. Nah, he needs to change scenery, dog. I, it, it's it's not working. I mean, he had his opportunities, and I, you know, like I can say, you know, I, you know, I love him, played ball with him, grew up with him. It, it had his opportunities. It hasn't worked out. That's just one of those things. But Marshall's definitely proven he can. He needs. I, I don't know what it is he needs. He clearly has the physical talent. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lack of development. I think his his development. I feel like got got shorted by this last staff. And I, I think. I think maybe with a new coach, he he, he he could blossom into something. But you still look to draft another receiver coming out this year for sure. I think we do go receiver later on, but I think we need to get more concrete pieces before we figure that out. Yeah. One guy that I was looking at was um, uh, Duggan, Duggan from TCU. Quarterback. I really, yeah, I really like him. 
really? He makes professional reads. He actually goes to third and fourth progression, looks through, and makes good decisions. I mean, he's not flashy, and, but I think that he's a guy that falls through the cracks. And then around pro day, we're like, oh, wow, this, guy can, this guy's a cannon for an arm. He makes good decisions. And then when you look at his stats, every week I'm looking at his stats, and it's a, it's a really impressive stat line. And he's winning games for which I really, really like. He refuses to lose games. You, I, I'm, I'm glad you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up because I haven't, re- I still haven't got a chance to watch TCU like that. I'll, I'll, I'll get a chance this weekend because it's the championship game. So this will be that'll be my first time really taking a taking a good look at him. You know, a kid who I like though out of the Pac-12, Michael Penix. Michael Penix, bro, I'm a fan. I, 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 the Indiana thing turned me off. I was. They, that was the any but 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 Max Duggan isn't this Max Duggan's first year as a starter? Yeah, listen, listen to this: three thousand yards, twenty nine touchdowns, three interceptions. Hey, bro. Good decision. All right, all right, hey, look, y'all. Robert Griffin when he was at Baylor. Okay, well, Robert Griffin. I'm listen. That's that same kind of. That's that same kind of uh, division, right? We talk about, right? Look, I'm right, look. Saying. Hey, look here. All right, you, you, all right, you, 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 you caught our Douglas number. That and, and numbers in college are just are, are relative because I mean it's college. But right. uh, but my but for Michael Penis Jr. Right, four thousand three hundred fifty four yards, twenty nine tutties, seven picks. Wow. wow. Does not like, would, wow. You know, I, I, I'm saying like the the numbers are gonna be there for everybody. Now, now like you said, now what the film looks like is totally different. That's a totally different discussion. Yeah, so, like, yeah, if you're yeah. saying he's going through, if you're saying Doug is going through all the reads, then, then for sure. They, I, I, again, I'm just saying I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that people just aren't they're, they're gonna fall through that people just aren't gonna pay much attention to. Like, like it's another kid I really like too out of uh, UCLA, the Dorian Thompson Robinson. I like what I like what Kelly's done as far as developing him. Now he had him for a long time, he had him for out of five years, but. The kid has, I mean, he took UCLA to a nine and three record this year. That was a program that was winning about two, three games a season by the time he got there. And Chip Kelly and him and Chip Kelly both helped turn that program around. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of what they've done over there. You made, you made me think about something. You start talking about wide receivers, right? I think we, you know, you talk about a wide receiver too. I mean, honestly, let's get us a solid tight end. Like I'm liking the Bro, tight end out of Michigan. Nah, I'm liking the tight end out of Alabama. I'm liking the tight end out of uh, Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame always has good tight ends. I mean, yeah, Miles. of course. Um, what's my man out of Iowa? The big tight end out of Iowa. I like him too. Laporta. Tight end right there. There's no tight end. If you could bring in. Doug's playing against five ranked teams, and against those ranked teams, he was. 11, 10 and 1 touchdown to interception ratio against ranked teams this year. Who was that, bro? I'm sorry. Duggan. Duggan? That's what I'm saying. He refuses to lose games. That's what I like. Every time I watched him, his defense would try to screw it up and he would come back out and score. And every, it, it was like watching the Chiefs games where uh, I, I'm down by 10, they're down by 10. And I'll live bet him because I know that Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes and he's going to come and do the same thing. That's how I feel watching these TCU games. So I, I really like Doug. So. I, well, look, I, I, 
I, I'm, I'm not knocking any prospect right about now because the thing about it is that we're probably going to have to look outside the box anyway if this team decides they're going to keep winning games. So we're going to have to, I mean, because we're, we're currently sitting at number six. Currently sitting at the sixth pick right now uh, after yesterday ended. Um, so, I mean, there's still a lot of possibilities. I mean, we could we could rise up to number two. His, the, the issue is we're not getting the number one. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't thinking we would anyway. I don't want yeah. it because I want these guys to actually think that we have something going here. Because exactly. if Brian Burns doesn't see some some progression, he's going to leave 100%. Yeah. Brian Burns is yeah. charismatic, and he's, he uses his body language when, when he's out there. As much as he doesn't want it, he does. And I think that if we don't keep winning games and we don't gel like we have been or continue to, we're going to lose him and then Jeremy Chin's gone and then JC's gone. It's going to be a really bad scene in Carolina. Yeah, that's a, that's the scary part. That's why it's like I I can't say I'm all on, on on the tank because I, these guys want these guys want to play winning football. And like you said, they need to see something that is tangible. Like, is there something that do we actually have something there? Um. So yeah, I, like you said, Brian Burns, the mark is going to be his when he when he steps out there. Like he's gonna have he's gonna have his pick of the litter. He's now at ten sacks. Who's this? His first year hitting double digit numbers. So he yeah. now put up his career best numbers going into a free agency period. It would you want to make sure that he believes in in the um in in the future here in Carolina for sure. Mm-hmm. And we just need to get some something going here in the draft. And I'm not worried about the draft at all. I never am because if you look at our past draft picks, besides the Kelvin Benjamin and the Vernon Butler, uh, generally, generally it works out. We we <laughs> kill it. We kill it. Gen- generally, it works out for us. So I mean, all right. So I guess you know we're getting we're getting closer to uh, to, uh, to the end here. Seattle's coming up. We're on the road. I mean, we're looking at the rest the rest of this schedule. It goes Seahawks at home against uh, Pittsburgh, at home against Detroit, on the road against Tampa, and on the road against New Orleans. Um, what five games left? How we feel? We fair? I mean, dude, we, we can start with this week. Three and two. Oh, this week, I'm gonna, I'm I was just gonna say three and two. I'm gonna give us three and two. Detroit scares yep. me. Detroit scares me just because Campbell's got those boys playing. Um, and then of course you know Tampa's Tampa man. I, I, I'm I'm tired of Tom Brady. Um, I hope we can go in there and smack him in the face, but you know how that goes with him. We got a love hate relationship with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but I can see us beating the Seahawks. Seahawks game is gonna be close. The bad thing is we're playing in Seattle. Um, and we don't have Keekly and we don't have Cam. So it's going to be interesting to see how we look up there with the 12 man going on. Sam Donald sees ghosts. He's going to be hearing ghosts up in the 12 man. I like that. Yeah, I, I'm giving us three and two as well. I I don't see us completely excelling, but I see this defense giving us a chance to win some games. Kenny Pickett is going to get absolutely locked down. That's, that's a win, but... I do see us falling to the uh, Bucks and the Seahawks, sadly. You know, yeah, the, C- the Seahawks game, that, that's, a, that's a weird team. That's a team that I that I think is played above their means. I don't think they're – I mean, they're 6-5. and five, but I, th- I think they're an average team. I, I, think that, I think they're about – well, maybe a little bit above where they should be. That's a, one- that's a wonderful game, though. I mean, now, can you come in? Can you stop Kenneth Walker, who's burst onto the scene? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like it, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a test for sure. I mean, I, but I think it's a test that, you know, uh, you got, you got, you also have a young, younger secondary against DK and Tyler Lockett. 
how does JC? I, I, I am interested to see how JC Horn fares against DK. Just because I've been wanting to see him in one of these big wide receiver one DB uh, CB one matchups. We didn't get to see it against Jamar Chase. Um, haven't I mean really didn't really haven't seen it in, uh, in a few of these other games. But because DK is the guy that plays mostly outside, I think we'll get a chance to see him against one, one of those top name guys and see how he how he you know how, how he measures up. I don't think. Sam Darn can go can go into the 12th man and get the job done though. That if he does, I mean, what do we think if uh, let's, 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 let's 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 just play devil's advocate. If he does go in there and win, what do we think about our season now? Because I mean, you would have gotten a big win on the road in a tough environment. We have to go and Right, we haven't won on the road. Have no, we, we haven't. Five. So, yep. so, so I would say it's going to be a close game, like the ugly Broncos score. And if we win, that puts us at five and five and eight. Eight. Yep. I mean, we're running for the wild card. Period. We're running yeah. for a wild card. Guy. There, there. Like I, I've said this before, there are very, very few people on this earth that I will not support if they can play quarterback for the Panthers and do well. I have backed Sam Donald more than just about anyone out there, but if he can come in here and get wins, tough road wins late in the season, I will be willing to let him stay for however long. If he continues to win, I'm going to let him stay. Look, I, look, this division is going to work itself out. You know, Tampa plays the Saints this week, I believe. I, I'm not sure who Atlanta plays. I'm not sure who I'm not sure who the Falcons have. The Falcons have, they have the Steelers, so that could go that could kind of go either way. I probably pick Atlanta in that one. But again, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for us in the, um in, throughout the rest of this season. Ah, man, if Sam, I, I would love to see Sam have, have his redemption arc. You know what I'm saying? Bearded Sam Darnold looks different. He's acting different. But uh, I don't know, man. All that we can do is keep hoping and keep pounding. 